Is anybody excited to be here tonight? I don't, I don't like wasting time. I'm just going to stop asking questions like that. Let's just go right into this. Uh, before I do so, uh, we're in a sermon series called Skeletons in My Closet. Has anybody been learning off this series? Anybody been growing? Come on. I, I want to give you a, just a small little disclaimer. This sermon series is all about honesty. And so if you're not ready for honesty, it will hurt you more than it needs to. Um, if you're not ready for uh, confrontation or any type of conflict, uh, it'll mess you up more than it needs to. God wants to grow you through honesty, uh, but if you're not ready for it, if your heart's not open for it, uh, a lot of bad things can happen. So I really want you to be open tonight. Uh, I want you to be honest. I'm going to be super honest. Um, week one, we talked about uh, just the perspectives of honesty. Was anybody here week one? Where's my OGs at for the series? Come on. Awesome. I don't know if you remember, but Pastor John opened up his sermon uh, showing this idea of me, Pastor Dennis, being on a cruise, uh, going bonkers, going crazy, living my wild life. Um, I was in the back when he started preaching, and I was like, man, like, we did y'all a disservice there uh, because we didn't show you the masterpiece in the making of Pastor Dennis. And so I want to go ahead and uh, show that picture. Do we have it in the back? Is it? Oh, my God, there it is. Oh, goodness gracious. Jeez. Oh, man. He's so beautiful. I love him so much. Let me give you a description real quick. Uh, this is a robe I got for free. You know what I'm saying? If it's free, it's for me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't worry. This is not a blunt or anything like that. It's a bag of tea that I just rolled up to be cooler to the people around me. Right? If you're listening to the podcast, you're like, wow, did he just say blunt in church? Oh, my God. What's going on here? Uh, and then these are my melodic, melodic braids uh, that changed my life forever. I love this picture because my girlfriend hates it. And so... And so if she hates it, I'm allowed to love it. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Cool. Um, and so I love you, Dennis. You're pretty awesome. Uh, and you've come such a long way. That's the picture. Can we make some noise for Dennis in 2000 and whatever? Come on. I love I love you guys. Some of you are not celebrating me, and that's okay. Uh, but I, I appreciate that. I want to dive into tonight's sermon. Did anybody enjoy last week? Pastor Jonathan murdered it. Oh, my God, right? What the heck? He just probably shaved the top of your heads like nobody's business. Uh, and so I want to dive into today's sermon. Um, it's going to be pretty crazy. Somebody say honesty. We're about to get honest. Uh, if you got a Bible, has anybody got a Bible on them? Can I see your Bibles? Come on, wave it in the air like you just don't care. If it glows in the dark, what's up, what's up, you know, what's up? All right, cool. saw somebody's Bible look like a coach purse. Oh, my goodness. You got, you invested, invested in your relationship with Jesus. Okay. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4. If you take notes, can I get a holla? <laughs> okay. We take notes at our church. If you don't take notes, tonight's going to be your first night. Go ahead, take out your notes app. Uh, take out a piece of paper. Look at the person next to you. Write on their arm, whatever you want to do. Um, swatch the scriptures of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Um, I want to read Hebrews chapter 4. Somebody say four. Verse 6 is where we're going to start off. So God's rest is there for people to enter. I'm done preaching. That's it. So God has rest. And it's there for people to enter. But, uh-oh, better uh, underline that word right there, but. Anytime the Bible has the word but, you need to know what's about to come right after that. So God has rest for his people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobey God. And so God set another time, whoa, come on, somebody, for entering his rest. And that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted. I, I want you to really understand this before we even dive into the sermon. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. 
Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving the people rest, God would not have spoken. But Joshua didn't succeed, and so God did speak. And he would, he would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. Verse 9, so there is a special rest. Oh, man, there's a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best, he's rapping right now, to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, here's the big, here's the big part, you, said, you saw the word but. But if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Now here's your hope, church. Hold on to this verse, verse 12. For the word of God is alive. Somebody say alive. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint, not that joint, and marrow. It exposes the innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation, I got to read that again. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. One more time. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. I got to say it till you get it. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked. And exposed before his eyes. And he is the one. Listen to this. This is our zinger. He is the one, zinger, to whom we are accountable. I want you to write down on the top of your notes, accountable to the spirit. Accountable to the spirit. I'm going to pray real quick uh, just because this word is messing me up already. Lord, we love you. Come on, church, pray with me. You're so good. You're so faithful. God, I pray that I would take the most of this time to not preach my thoughts and my perspective and my ideas and my biases, God, but that I would preach your word, only your word and nothing but your word. God, I believe that when we listen to your word, God, we can be set free. We can be transformed. You don't want me to behave better, God. You want my life to change for the better. And so, God, in this moment, I surrender to you. I submit to you, God. Everything that I would say, I pray that it would fall to the earth and die. God, I don't want to be like everybody else saying, listen to my opinions. I want to be like the people of Jesus that said, hey, listen to the word of God because that will last forever. And so in this moment, Holy Spirit, I pray that everybody would be open and ready to hear your word. God, I pray that you would speak it to me before I speak it to them. Thank you because you're good. Come on, say thank you, God, you're good. Come on, remind yourself how good God has been to you. God, thank you because you're faithful. Thank you because you never skip a beat, God. Thank you because even when you're late, you're still on time. God, thank you because even when I think you didn't make it, you still made enough that I needed. God, I just need to focus on you sometimes. And God, I'm sorry for focusing on myself and my faith so many times, thinking that my faith could move you, God. It's really your faithfulness that moves you, not my faith that moves you, God. God, my faith excites you, and I understand that you move because my faith allows you to move. Even though you don't need it, God, you still wait for it. And so I thank you in Jesus' name. We're going to preach your word. Everybody joining with me saying amen, amen, amen. Hey, as a pastor, can I, can I share my heart tonight? Can I do that? Um, I, I heard somebody say this, and I said, dang, I, I think I've been messing up this whole time. Uh, and I want to repeat these words to you. Tonight, I don't really want to hype you up. I want to help you out. I think we got too many people that are trying to lift people up instead of lifting the God of the people up. And tonight, I really, 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 if you can just like not listen to my lips, but really listen to my heart, I really just want to help you out with your life. Can I do that? Can I do that? Anybody giving me permission to help you out tonight? Can I do that? Awesome. I'm going to let you know um, we're working on this together. And so Hebrews chapter 4, I want to share my heart again. Ready? I think a lot of the church is not experiencing God anymore. I do think so. 
I think we're hearing about him. I think we're kind of just like, oh, God, I know what you're doing, bro. Like, that's awesome. That's amazing. But I think the church has stopped experiencing the goodness of God, the grace of God, the faithfulness of God, the beauty, the wonder of God, the things we can't understand. I think we've stopped experiencing those things for ourselves. Ready? Maybe another man has experienced it for us and shared that message. But I don't think the church is experiencing that God themselves. I think we're relying on God from other people instead of relying on God from himself. And, and this is the problem. A lot of us, we come to church, we say, Pastor, just give me a funny, uh, a funny story. Pastor, I just need you to come here, and I need you to just encourage me. I'm going to encourage you. Don't worry about it. It's coming soon. Hey, Pastor, I just want to come in here, and, and, and I want my revelation of God to be based on your revelation of God. I don't want to find out God for myself. I need you to do all the digging, and I'm just going to download the message. That's all, like, that's all I want to do. I, I need you to go ahead and dive in deep into the word, and I'm just going to listen to the podcast and sit back. I'm not going to get a word of God from myself. I want to teach you tonight, church, that we have to be accountable to God's spirit. Come on, we got a desire listening to the voice of God for ourselves. But I really want to take y'all to the basics. Somebody say basics. Because everybody going to tell you you got to listen to God's word, but ain't nobody tell you why. <laughs> everybody says you need to listen to the voice of God. You need, to, you need to look for the voice of God. You need to seek his face, whatever that means. I can't see the face of God because I'll die. You need to seek his face, but nobody ever tells us why we got to listen to God's voice. Why we got to listen to his word. Doesn't that bother somebody? It's like, man, like you just like telling me what to do, but I don't really understand why the heck I'm doing it, so I'm never really going to do it. And if I try to do it, I'm not going to be successful because I don't know why. Can I share with you why God wants you to listen to his voice? Something so simple. We probably all miss it because we're so focused on the what and not the why. Ready? This is why God wants you to listen to his voice. It's my first point tonight. Because God wants you to know what his heart is like. He wants you to know how his heart beats. He wants you to know the sound and the music and the melodies that play from the chest beat of the heart of God. Can I break that theology down to you real quick? This is what knowing God's heart is like. Knowing what he likes, knowing what he doesn't like. When you know the heart of God, you know why God does things and why he doesn't do things. You know the things God is in love with and you know the things God despises. When you know the heart of God, you know what God approves of and you know what he disapproves of. You know what he qualifies, you know what he disqualifies. You know what he died for, you know what he did not die for. When you know the heart of God is basically saying, I know God's yes and I know God's no. And I think the church is not experiencing the goodness of God because we don't really know the heart of God. And everybody's telling you, listen to God, listen to God, listen to God, listen to God. Read your Bible, dive into your word, worship every morning, pray for an hour a day, pray for seven hours a day, pray for 25 hours a day. I don't have 25 hours in my day, still you got to do it, but why do I got to do it? Because God is so obsessed with you knowing what his heart is like. I used to be a substitute teacher. Anybody a teacher in the room? Substitute teacher, any type? I am praying for you. The glory and the favor of God uh, shine upon you, right? And so I, I substituted elementary, middle school, high school, uh, sometimes adults. I substituted them. It was a really weird season of my life. Uh, but I, was, I, I would always substitute elementary school kids. Here's the problem with elementary school kids. They love to cry in the middle of nothing. 
Like we could be having the best time and out of nowhere, one of them is just their life is just falling apart. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening, Jeremy? And Jeremy's like, oh my God, Joshua said I'm ugly. I'm like, Joshua, why you said he was ugly? He was like, I didn't say he was ugly. I was like, when did he say that? Last week, teacher. And I'm like, last week? Oh, okay, we got to do some healing and interceding over you, Jeremy, because that is some deep, deep scars. In the middle of like volleyball, you get hit a little bit too hard, and he brings out everything going on with his family. My mama held me upside down when I was two years old, and I'm just like, wow, this is a trauma that we're trying to heal through. And uh, I remember I had a, a favorite student, teachers. We have those. Don't don't lie. Come on, we have those. Um, I think parents have a favorite too, but we won't get into that this week. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, I had a favorite student. His name was Jonathan. Oh man, <laughs> Jonathan was the most insecure yet confident kid I ever met in my life. He would come around, and every time I would substitute Jonathan's class, he had a brand new girlfriend. But if you asked that girlfriend if they were dating, she would say, ew, no. I'm like, Jonathan, I thought you were dating her. I am, I promise. When I'll bring them together, are you guys a thing? Jonathan's like, yep. The other girl's like, no way. And uh, Jonathan was always challenging me to play basketball. He was always saying if we took the same test, he would beat me. I'm like, what are you talking about, Jonathan? Like, chill out. And, and I remember one day I was teaching. I'm a substitute, so the very few times that I was teaching, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, the very few times I was actually teaching the class, more like just telling them what page their work was on, um, I remember Jonathan put his head down. I'm like, Jonathan, put your head up. We got to do our work. And the person next to him, his name was, uh, I actually don't want to say it. Yeah, his name was Jamie. He's definitely not here. They're elementary. Um, Jamie was like, uh, teacher, Jonathan's uh, crying. I'm like, Jonathan's crying. The whole class started just getting on him. Oh, Jonathan's crying. Oh, my God, it's because this girl broke up with him and this girl broke up with him. I'm like, oh, my God, like with children, like let's calm down. And so I tell everybody to get into their books. I'm like, Jonathan, come meet with me. And he's like crying. Like, you know, like those ugly cries. Like, I think somebody was having it here today. I don't know what's happening. Right? Just the, like just the hideous cries where like your top lip is your bottom lip. Your bottom lip is your top lip. You ever like it's like those intertwined. Like it's weird, right? He's crying. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this kid. I want to help you, but look down. Like, it was just so bad. I know. I'm a real, I'm a real teacher. I, that's probably why I'm not teaching anymore, but okay. This is so not my sermon. One time I sent a kid outside the classroom because he was misbehaving, and I forgot he was there, and the principal came out. She's like, why is this student in the classroom? I'm like, why are you outside the classroom? Get inside. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. It's not even my sermon. Um, it was so bad. That's why I'm not a teacher anymore, you know what I'm saying? Um, so Jonathan, he was crying, crying, crying. I'm like, Jonathan, why are you crying? And he would just keep on crying. We finally got him to calm down. I'm like, all right, Jonathan, let me know. How, how can I help you? What, what's going on? Why are you crying? And he would just look down, and he wouldn't say anything. And I told him something we've all heard all of our lives. Jonathan, if you don't tell me what's wrong, I can't help you. I think a lot of us, we're trying to find the answers to the world but we've never asked God what's really wrong with us. And so we don't know how to respond to the problems here, the cultural differences. We don't really know what to say because we're all trying to create our own answer, but we don't actually ask the magical question, hey God, what's wrong with me? Hey God, I'm gonna give you some opinions to give to me as to let me know what the heck is wrong with me. I think a lot of us don't want God to point out our failures. 
See, I, I wasn't able to help out Jonathan because we could never find out what was really wrong with Jonathan. I think if you live your whole life trying to find answers without acknowledging the problem, you'll get more confused every step of the way. And what you thought was the answer actually added on to the problem. And now your identity is going three different ways when God is calling you to go straight in your life and go straight to the cross and go straight to his throne. I think a lot of us are going to get in too many arguments that we won't really know what the argument was originally about because we've been trying to create our own answers instead of saying, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, God, what's the problem here? Hey, creator of the universe, what's the problem here? This is why we need to listen to the voice of God because we need to know what his heart is sounding like. So when I go through something here on earth, I know God's yes and I know God's no. So I know whether I should go to the yes or whether I should go to the no. Because I think a lot of us, we're trying to split our one person selves two different ways because we want to please everybody. When the reality is if we just know God's heart, we don't have to please the world. We can just focus on pleasing God. Ain't that simpler, church? Isn't that just simple? That way you don't have your opinion doesn't change anything about me. I, I just want to care about what God says. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to understand you, but I'm also going to be able to help you better. Somebody asked me why. Because you know God's yes, and you know God's no. We're done with the why. God, everybody knows why we need to hear God's heart, why we got to listen to him, because he wants us to know. Cool. Awesome. I want to read Hebrews chapter 6. Now with that understanding, we'll be able to see this so much better. Hebrews chapter 6. So God's rest. Somebody say rest is there for people to enter but those who first heard this good news uh oh they failed to enter why because they disobeyed god i want to teach you this principle tonight ready the more you ignore god's voice the less you'll be able to hear it see they heard what was for them they heard that the rest, a.k.a. the presence, a.k.a. the perfect peace of Jesus, a.k.a. the love of God, the grace of God, the strength of God. Come on, does anybody need some extra strength tonight? You need some peace tonight? You're overwhelmed, you're insecure, you're frustrated with life? Come on, it's that rest that comes from God. They heard about it, and it was for them, but they disobeyed. In other words, they heard it, but they ignored it. You know, it's crazy because a lot of us, we enter a situation we know we're not supposed to be in, and we can kind of just, like, feel that tug on our hearts. And we can kind of just, like, feel like God saying, no, don't be a part of that. Or opposite, we hear God saying, you need to dive into that. You need to start serving a little bit more. You need to start loving people more. You need to put your pride to the side and start encouraging others. I know maybe she hurt you, but if you were to start believing in her, the pain that she caused you wouldn't bother you so much because you would be lifting her up above your pride, above your stress, above all your things. And God could be saying, hey, I need you to dive into more. But you would say, God, I think I'm just going to do my own thing this time. Can I teach y'all something? The next time you enter a predicament like that, you'll still have a pound in your chest, but it'll be a little bit softer. I'm talking about like you used to come here and worship just captivated your every attention, but now you come here and you kind of just look around at how everybody else is worshiping. You're just like, man, that one's a little weird. Is that, is that worship or are you like, are you dying? Like what's going on there? 
You used to come in and you were just like so focused and you could experience, you could taste and see the beauty of God. But now you come in and you just smell the aroma in the room and you're wondering what everybody's crying about. You're wondering why everybody's experiencing something amazing, but you just can't seem to like hold on to it. And you're kind of, your heart is like just reaching out in the room, hoping it could snatch something. And the problem was you came in one time and when God tugged on your heart, you disobeyed. And so the next time God tugs on your heart, it's a little bit harder to understand. It's a little bit harder to say, is that God? Is that me? Is that God? Is that me? Is that my emotions? Is that this? You see, the people in the scripture, they heard God's voice. But because they didn't listen to it, they could not access the rest that was made for them. I'm going to say this again. Y'all missed out on this. Listen, the people in this verse had something that was for them. It wasn't for somebody else given to them. It wasn't wrapped up in a present. It was just there, accessible to who they were. They said, hey, you are God's people. Here is my rest. But because they did not listen to the voice that called them into the rest, they no longer had access to the rest. Man, what would happen when you come in here saying, God, I need a word. Because if I get a word, everything will be okay. And God gives you the word and you're saying, God, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't. nope, that was not a word. That was like a, a burp. I think I got a burp from God. I think God just sneezed on me. That was just disgusting. I, I'm not sure if that was a word from God. And you would come in and God would say, hey, this is the route I need you to go. And you would say, God, I, I don't like the way your breath smells. And God would say, okay, I had rest for you. If you were to just listen to my voice, you could have access to this. But the more you disobey God's voice, the less you'll be able to hear it. Can I let you know his voice wants to rescue you? His voice wants to lead you through still waters. His voice wants to give you comfort in your discomfort. But if we keep on disobeying, obeying God's voice. It's not that he hates us. It's just that we'll listen to him less. Man, what happens when you can't even hear the voice of your Savior? You'll never get saved. Somebody once told me, Dennis, you can have the best message in the world, but if nobody's hearing, the message won't do anything. Jesus can be the person you need him to be, but if we're not obeying the voice of God, church, it's not me trying to shoot at you or trying to get you down. I just want to share with you the truth, man. Obedience is beautiful. Man, understanding what God wants and what he doesn't and listening to it is a privilege. It's a blessing. So many people, they can't obey God even if they wanted to because they're a slave to themselves. But if we can be honest enough to say, God, I'm jacked up. Let me know what's wrong. It would be easier to access the truth of God. Oh, my goodness. I wish somebody would get that. I think that one was for me more, right? Yeah, I got you, God. See, a lot of us, we hear God, but we don't listen to him. Can I let you know, hearing happens on accident. I used to have this friend in, in high school. He was disgusting. He was a pig. Un puerco. Oh, some, you won't hear why. I can't even say his name, but I want to so bad. If I said his name, he would be like, that's me, you know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> um, He'd be like, hey, miss, did you hear that? And we would already know. It's about to wind up. He would literally hold on to the person in front of him, throw himself forward in the desk, and he would let it rip. Like if it was just a firework show, it was the loudest noise ever. And some of us were like, oh, my goodness. Like, Josue, like, what's going on with you, bro? You are just so bad. Like, bro. And he would come up. He would be like, yo, Dennis, you heard that, bro? And I'd be like, no, bro, what are you talking about? And he'd be like, bro, listen, you didn't hear what they were saying about you? They're talking about me? Bam! He would just hit me with the, like, loudest fart. It would scare people. There was one time we were taking a test. Won't lie to you about this church. He's taking a test. 
I think I failed this test. I couldn't focus after it. You guys heard of Pearl Harbor? Yep. Survivor. <laughs> said, Miss, I have a question. <laughs> Miss, I got a question. I, this was the worst one because I was the one sitting behind him. Miss, I got a question. I looked at everybody. He don't got a question, guys. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I'm traumatized. I might stop preaching and start crying. I said, bro, he don't got a question. I said, Jose, please, bro, don't do this to me, bro. <laughs> Teacher was like, Jose, what's your question? Bro, he just literally threw it down. See, here's the thing. Even if I wanted to ignore it, I couldn't. Because hearing happens on accident. And when somebody farts in the room, you just going to hear it. See, but listening, listening happens on purpose. We love to ask the questions, did you hear that? That's an accident. But we also love to ask the questions, ready? Are you even listening to me? Did you really listen to what I was saying? Did you listen to what they said? That's why you're in trouble. Did you listen to them? You see, happening happens on accident, but listening is on intentional, baby. Listening happens when it starts from the inside saying, I'm going to focus on your word. I'm going to focus on your body language. Ready? I'm going to focus on what you're saying and what you're not saying. A lot of us, we love to hear God, but we're not really good at listening. See, here's the problem. If you're going to listen, you have to be in the way, somebody say way, of the word. You got to be in the way of the word. Why? Because if my words are going a different direction, it won't be so easy to hear what I'm saying. I think a lot of us, we don't know where God is. Why? Because we're not asking. And so when God speaks truth to your life, you won't listen to what he's saying. I can tell you, you look beautiful and amazing, but if I tell you, beautiful and amazing you don't hear me as good as you used to and God could tell you I love you and I forgive you but a lot of us were not in the way of his word we actually moved on to our own way and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to live our lives so when God is going where he said he was going to go saying I love you and I'm with you because you're not in the way of his word you won't listen to the beauty that God has for you the promise the blessing the encouragement the, the courage that he's got for you a lot of us we used to listen to God's word because we were right in the way of his word. I love that Jesus is the word of God. I also love that the Bible says he is the way, the truth, and the life. I think you need to make sure that you are in the way of the word because if you're in the way of the word, you'll be able to live the way that he intended for you to live. And a lot of us, we're trying to do this church thing, but it's not really working out for us because we're hearing the words of God, but we're not in the way of the word of God. And because we're not in the way of the word of God, it starts getting confusing to us. I really want to simplify your relationship with Jesus tonight. If you just get in the way of the word, saying, God, I'm going to listen to your voice. God, I'm going to listen to your every word. I guarantee your life would start changing. Ready? From the inside out, not from the outside in. A lot of us, we try to hear God's word from the outside in. But if you get in the way of the word, it would do something inside of your heart, and you'd be able to act out upon it. And God's word would change. I'm going to say it again. It would change. One more time. It would change your life change your life. I love what Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says. Can you guys throw that up? Somebody say 12. I got to know y'all with me. Somebody say 12. 
I'm excited to read the word. We've been talking about the word all night. I'm getting back to it. Ready? For the word of God. For the word of God. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's alive. For the word of God. It's alive. For the word, this got to sink in your soul. This, this, if you missed everything tonight, maybe you got bored. I'm not offended. You need to get this in your heart. For the word of God is alive. How do you know something's alive? Because it's got a mouth and it speaks. How do you know something's alive? Because it's got eyes to see. How do you know something's alive? Because it's got ears to listen. How do you know something's alive? Because it's got breath in his lungs. When I say that the word... When the Bible says that the word of God is alive, it means it has eyes to see when you can't see. It's got breath to breathe when you can't breathe. When you're suffocated, the word says, I'm alive. I, I don't mind if you're dead. I will breathe life into you. When you can't hear clearly, the word of God is alive. And so it can hear for you. When you can't think straight and you're too focused on your own insecurities and your problems, the word of God says, I'm alive. I'll think for you. I'll walk for you. I'll live for you. When you're struggling and you're dying to your yourself God's word says don't worry I'm alive my son my daughter I'm alive I know the verse says amazing things about God's word but if we could just understand this first part ready that the word of God is alive you would live different your life would be different when you understand the word is alive the way you breathe would be different when you understand the word can breathe with you and for you. The things you see would be different when you understand the word can see for you and with you. The way you think and process things would be different when you understand this word, this Bible. As I read it, it reads me. As I speak to it, it speaks to me. As I hear it and I listen to it, it listens to me and my struggles. Maybe the world don't care about my problems, but because the word is alive, it cares about my problems. Maybe, maybe everybody rejects me and pushes me to the side because I'm nothing but a waste of time. But the word of God says, no, I'm here to comfort you, to love you, and to be with you. The word of God, oh, man, I wish we had Christians who really believe this thing is alive. It's alive. It's not dead. Jesus is alive, and his word is alive. The things that used to hold you down don't have to anymore because the word of God, somebody say it with me, it's alive. It's alive. I don't even want to preach anymore. I'm going to be so honest right now. The word of God is alive. The word of God is alive. The word of God is alive. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. We're going to go crazy. I, I, I love jazz. Anybody like jazz in the room? Anybody? Cool. Oh, man. Okay, my people. We got a good church out here. You know what I'm saying? We holy. We really going to heaven, heaven. Okay. Um, I love jazz. Uh, my girlfriend took me to BB King recently, and it was a life-changing experience. Uh, it was amazing. I always had the means to go, but you know, you just don't do things sometimes just because you don't do things. Um, and so the fact that she like literally separated the night uh, to take me there changed my life. And uh, I got two favorite instruments. It's the trumpet. Anybody like the trumpet? The trumpet goes stupid. Like, oh, it'll mess you up. It'll. It's just like the trumpet is like the word of God. It's alive. Like. <laughs> I'm already sweating. I didn't sweat all night. I talked about a trumpet. I'm sweating like crazy. Um, and then the last one is just the OG. It's the piano. Anybody like the piano? What? Okay, we got more piano people. Alicia Keys, my type of people. Okay. Y'all want me to sing now? Is that what y'all said? No, I'm kidding. 
just having fun now. I love the piano. Uh, I don't like classical music, but in order for me to learn the piano, I had to learn classical music. In other words, long story short, I don't know how to play the piano. <laughs> um, and so I remember going to a class, and um, at my church, he was like the worship pastor, and he would play pianos at my old church. And I remember he brought me into the room, and he was telling me the power of the piano. I'm like, okay, that just sounds powerful. Like, okay, go ahead, bro. Unleash, <laughs> right? And uh, he started telling me how with a piano, you can move people's emotions. You can make them happy. You can make them depressed. You can make them anxious. You can give them peace. I'm like, bro, you're crazy. He said, watch. I was like, no, 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 don't do this to me, bro. Don't do this to me. I kid you not. And this is something you will only experience if you experience it. You probably won't believe me, but that's okay. He started playing the piano. And I guarantee you, I promise you, with all of my heart, I began to bawl my eyes out. I knew what he was about to do. But it was so true what he was doing that he played beautiful. Just it was, And he probably just knew I was a sucker. And he just started playing just beautifully. And I was just like, oh, my God, fight the feelings, Dennis. Like, fight against it. Like, just stop it. Don't do this, Dennis. And I just began to sob and to cry. And then he played something else. I don't know what the heck he was playing. And it was just so peaceful that my tears went away. And I was just breathing different. And I sat up straight. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, what's going on in this room? And, and, and I started listening to classical music, started studying for the, like, three weeks that I did piano lessons, right? Started studying. Um, I learned about Beethoven. Anybody know Beethoven? That's him. That's all I know about him. Just this. Wild. There's this crazy story about Beethoven, and, and everyone says that his greatest things, that the greatest music he composed was actually when he was so sick that he could not hear anymore. Some of you may know how the story goes where Beethoven got sick, he couldn't hear, he, he got so bad in his health that what he literally had to do because he was so in love with the music, he had to cut the legs off the piano, place it down to the ground, and he had to get so close to the piano that even though he couldn't hear it, he could feel it. Oh my goodness, what would church look like if we got God's word and said, God, even when I can't hear it, I'm going to cut the legs down, I'm going to get so close to this thing that God, even when I can't hear you, I can feel Feel you not because I got goosebumps but because you're so close to my heart that everywhere that I go God I'm gonna go so close down to your word Holy Spirit I'm gonna hold on to you God I'm gonna trust you I'm gonna live by your word Holy Ghost in such a way that even though I can't hear it I can believe it because I can feel it in my heart I can feel it in my depths I can feel it in the vibrations of my life every step that I take I can hear your word through the vibrations of the earth God every breath that I breathe God I can hear your word through what you're saying Holy Spirit what would church look like if we stop saying God I want to hear you and say God I just want to get your word so close to me that even when I'm deaf, even when I'm blind, I can see your word active in my life. Even when I can't hear, I can hear your voice calling out to me, God, son and daughter, I am yours and you are mine, God. When I'm confused, you can tell me that I'm right where I need to be, God. When I'm lost, you can tell me that I'm found, not because of my eyes, but because of yours. What would our lives look like with this simple principle of understanding? God's word is alive. When you can't think, I'm going to say it again, this thing thinks for you. Man, we need this word. I'm going to reverse that. I need this word. I need this word. You know what's crazy? Somebody please say what? <laughs> I got separation anxiety. Don't leave me alone up here. 
The only way you'll hear my voice is if I say some words. And I think a lot of us, we're trying to hear the voice of God, but we're not trying to get the words of God. You could never hear the voice of Dennis, and it's a pretty awesome voice. I'm just kidding, not really. You could never hear this voice unless I say a tangible word. You can only hear God's voice in your life. You can only get his direction. You can only get his wisdom. You can only hear the tune of your creator's voice, the tone and, and the pitch of his voice. Ready? If you get his word. I know, I know. I'm going to be so honest with you. I know sometimes it sucks to read the Bible. I get it. But when you understand, number one, God wants you to know his heart. And number two, his word is alive. It's not even about reading the Bible anymore. I'm not doing this to read my Bible. I'm doing this because I want to hear the voice of God. And if I get his words, I'll always get his voice. I can't get his voice without his words. But if I get his word, I will get his voice. A lot of us, we don't want to go back home and say, okay, I went to church today. I don't got to read my Bible for a week. No, no, no. Listen, church, you need the voice of God in your life. You will go crazy without the voice of God in your life. I stand here as a living testimony that the voice of God is your refuge. The voice of God is your strength. Please believe this with me. The voice of God is your comforter. The voice of God will lift you up. The voice of God will keep you going. If you've got nothing but you got the voice of God, you've got enough to keep on going with your head up high because you know he's calling out to you. Oh man. Oh man. The voice of God. I can hear him already speaking. I can hear him speaking because I got his word in my heart. Holy Spirit, come on with everybody with their eyes closed and their heads bowed. Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus. Come on, maybe you're in this room and you're saying, Dennis, I don't know how to hear God's voice. I have never heard God's voice. I haven't heard it in so long. And you're in this room saying, I want to hear the voice of God. My encouragement to you is get to his word and you'll hear his voice. Because you will never get a voice without a word. Maybe tonight you've been saying, I've been hearing the voice of God, but I haven't been listening. And because I was in disobedience to God's voice, I hear him a lot less now. Because I disobeyed so much, I don't hear it as good as I used to anymore. Maybe you're in this room and you're saying, Dennis, I, I don't know what to do on this point, man. My encouragement to you is... Listen to the voice of God. Get in the way of the way. And when the word goes through the way, it will go right into your heart. Come on, we got some friends in this room that have probably never said yes to Jesus. You know who I'm speaking to. You can hear the sound of my voice, but you don't just hear it. You can feel it this time. This sound, this voice, these words, they weren't just going in through your ears, but they were seated at your heart. If that's you tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity to experience the goodness of God and committing yourself to not to say, God, I hear your voice, but to say, God, from this moment on, I will listen to your voice. Not passive, but active. Not halfway, but fully. Tonight, in the stillness of this moment, if you are in this room saying, Dennis, I got to make that decision today. Right where you're at. Nobody's looking around. Can you just lift up your hand right there? Come on, if there's anybody else. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on, is there anybody else in the room? Eight, nine, ten. Is there anybody else in the room? Come on, there are ten hands. You're not alone. I see eleven in the back. God bless you. God bless you. Is there anybody else? Come on, this is your moment. This is your chance. I see another one here up front. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit.